Hello, and welcome to Cross the Line, a Christian perspective on politics. If you enjoy this episode, find us online at thecitizensbrief.com. Give us a follow on Instagram and a like on Facebook at The Citizens Brief to see more insightful Christian political content in your feed. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy this episode of Cross the Line. Now to your host, Daniel Hostetter. Welcome to The Citizen's Brief. My name is Daniel Hostetter, and I am the editor-in-chief of TCB. We are a nonpartisan political newsletter produced by a talented team of students. Check us out online at thecitizensbrief.com. Again, that's thecitizensbrief.com, and on social media, at The Citizen's Brief. I am currently reporting from home in southwestern Pennsylvania, as our t- school is closed statewide for at least two weeks. We are doing virtual schoolwork right now to- as a school, but our team is excited to be able to commit more time to TCB and our podcast. So we just want to do a quick breakdown today of COVID-19's impact on America, since we haven't talked about that at all on the Citizens Brief podcast. As of today, March 21st, there's about 22,500 confirmed cases nationally, as of this afternoon. Half of them are in New York State, about 11,000, and every state now has at least one case, with West Virginia being the last state to have a case. They are quite proud of that. And right now, there are 278 deaths attributed to COVID-19 nationally. Now, almost 200,000 Americans have been tested, according to CNN. And most states are only actually testing people that have symptoms. Most states are really only testing people that have multiple symptoms. The Vice President Pence said in a news conference earlier today, he said, I quote, If you don't have symptoms, don't do a test. It is another way that our American people can make sure that we are preserving the resources that our health care workers need. The FDA actually just approved a test that will yield results in 45 minutes instead of 3 to 5 hours. So that means that it can be done at bedside. It does not need to be sent to a lab which hopefully will really increase um, the amount of cases that we're seeing. Um, because right now, we're only able to test a certain amount of people. Uh, cases without symptoms, so that's all the people that were missing with these tests, are estimated to be somewhere between 40 and 80% of all cases. The most common number that I've seen and the number that I've been using, because it's a conservative estimate, is around 50% of all cases. Uh, 75 million people are under shelter-in-place orders right now, so that means that they are not supposed to leave home unless they are going out for food or for medicine, uh, or for exercise. Uh, Those states so far have been New York, California, Illinois, Connecticut, and now New Jersey as of starting 9 o'clock tonight. And again, they can only leave for food, medicine, and exercise. Uh, States like Pennsylvania and New York have ordered all non-essential businesses to close. This has been a very interesting uh, situation for these states as businesses are scrambling to respond to these orders. Uh, Pennsylvania the other day ordered this around 4 or 5 o'clock and they said that by 8 o'clock all businesses should be closed. So most of the nation is now working from home. Uh, Essential industries include healthcare, transportation, food, and medicine. Restaurants can really only serve takeout right now. All dining areas are closed. Uh, The CDC and White House have actually urged no group gatherings for the next two months about and for the next at least 15 days if not longer they recommend no more than 10 people in the same place they're calling this a national pause for about 15 days so they're basically saying that our society should stop for a little bit so that we can really freeze this virus uh, in addition schools are closed around the nation most schools are closed for two to five weeks at this point my school's closed for two for two weeks right now but it could be for the rest of the year kansas has closed their schools for the remainder of the year California, their governor said that he does not expect that the schools will reopen anytime soon. Uh, In addition, churches and places of worship are closed. Most of them are closed or they are functioning online, which is actually really exciting for a lot of churches. Uh, They're reaching a lot of younger people with these online services. But many churches do expect to take a major financial hit from the lack of tithing. 
borders are pretty much closed all around the world. Um, no foreigners can enter America from Europe at this point. Uh, the Canadian-U.S. border is basically closed. The Mexico-U.S. border is heavily restricted. Bipartisan stimulus package right now is actually being written in the Senate. There's been a few packages that have already been passed. Right now, there's the one going through the Senate right now. is being written by a bipartisan group of senators. Uh, late into the night last night and through the day today. Trump economic advisor Larry Kudlow yesterday during a press conference said that it could top 10% of the GDP. So that means that we're looking at a deal that could be between $1.5 and $2 trillion in aid, which is a lot of money. Again, that's 10% of the gross domestic product for America for the year. If we break down this package, we're looking at the airline industry receiving about $200 billion in loans because clearly they are not doing so well with um, a lack of travel. Small business loans are projected to be about $300 billion, and that's for businesses that are really struggling a lot because um, they are not receiving business. Many of them have to close on short notice. So the government does not expect these loans to be paid back. That means that our government is kind of losing this money. The White House is also pushing, and this looks like it will be likely through this package, a UBI-type payment. Former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang, this was really his forefront policy. A UBI stands for Universal Basic Income. So Yang was basically pushing that each American adult should receive $1,000 a month. So right now they're looking at this kind of thing and actually seeking uh, Yang's guidance a little bit and input on what that might look like for the short term. So right now in the package, it's two, it would be two payments uh, a couple a couple weeks apart. It would be a baseline of $1,200 for each person, depending on their income and familial status. If uh, individuals are under, are under 99K they will sh- in income a year, they will receive some sort of... Some sort of um, monetary aid and if uh families are under 198k they were in income they will receive some kind of aid as well uh, and there will also be 500 dollars for each child give or take um there's bipartisan bipartisan support on this issue really from senate democrats and from some uh, members like mitt romney and some other um congressional republicans it may actually take a month or two to actually get these checks to americans last time we saw anything like this was in 2008 and 2009 during the subprime mortgage crisis and it took at least a month if not two for these checks to get out to americans uh treasury secretary steve mnuchin wants this package to be passed by monday so mcconnell and schumer um the senate leaders and pelosi have scheduled votes for sunday to move it forward some procedural votes to hopefully get a a final vote on this by monday so it could get to the president's desk this package is huge. It really costs a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, the pros, there's there's a bunch of pros. Uh, it boosts the economy by injecting cash into people's pockets, which is what we need to keep the economy going. Uh, it keeps small businesses afloat, as many of them are closing again right now, and assisting industries like air travel and tourism from completely bottoming out. Um, m- many of these industries uh, that rely on travel have really um, almost failed here in the past few weeks and months, uh, so this will be very key to helping them out. There's a couple cons. Uh, I really see this as a bad precedent. During the Great Depression, FDR passed countless pieces of New Deal legislation, and these raised employment rates. They saved the economy for the short term. But his policies, such as Social Security, were not helpful for the long-term sustainability of government finances. So I really feel that we have to be careful to not allow these economic policies to remain the norm. We must stick to the tried-and-true methods and not um, use this crisis legislation all the time, as that is not smart economically. Now, analyzing this, what we just heard, this is hard on our country, and this is going to be hard on our country for a long time. Uh, I think we really need to look at the the data, and we need to, to check that out. Again, um, the mortality rate is really unknown at this point. The CDC has pegged it at 3.4%, but that's a 
that's a number that people don't really know what that means. That doesn't include the asymptomatic cases, which again are somewhere between 40 and 80%. So I don't think we can even find a mortality rate um, without having the breadth of um, cases tested. Like we, we've only tested 200,000 people. Um, and as a result, the mortality rate is probably between 1% to 2% worldwide. That's, if we put it that way, it doesn't seem quite as bad as it is, but the elderly and those with com- compromised immune systems are, are at a very high risk compared to the rest of the population. Right now, it seems as if these draconian measures to to um, stifle um, our interactions and social distancing, things like that, are probably necessary, honestly, to slow the spread of this virus and not to overwhelm the healthcare system. I want to become like Italy or China, where we've seen where their healthcare system has become overpowered and many people are dying, thousands of people. We need to look to the examples of Japan and Hong Kong. Japan right now has cases of less than 1,000 because they really shut down their country very quickly. And Hong Kong, same thing. They have very few cases because they acted very quickly. And Chinese cases have subsided. Life is slowly returning to normal. Uh, Wuhan, which was the epicenter a couple months ago, has seen almost no cases over the last week or two. Temporary hospitals, I know they have built 16 of them, are being closed. And schools are reopening. People are returning to some semblance of normalcy. And I hope that American life will return to a state of semi-normalcy by May, maybe by June, but that might be a hopeful and liberal estimate. Some British reports where it is really bad peg this epidemic as pandemic as continuing until August or October. Some people even said into next year, although that seems a little bit much. And unless the heat of the summer kills off the virus, we don't know how the seasons and the weather will interact with this virus. But time will tell how bad COVID-19 will affect America. This public health crisis has already plunged our economy into a near recession. We might be seeing a recession soon. And it may alter our social lives and realities for months. Unemployment is going to go up, and our country will be changed forever, uh, even though we have yet to see how that will look. Again, we don't know the future. We don't know what it's going to look like, but have hope, America.